Welcome back to Podcast by Proxy. We are proud to announce that our show is sponsored by Headway App. Headway App is a book summary app that offers thousands of nonfiction insights in text and audio format. In our fast-paced world, it's essential to stay informed and keep learning new things without losing precious time. Headway App is your gateway to knowledge with its 15-minute book summaries on a wide range of topics. Exactly. Whether you're a lifelong learner or want to get more productive or just looking for a way to digest the latest nonfiction bestsellers quickly, you can find something interesting for yourself in this app. And the best part is you can read or listen to these summaries while commuting, on your way to work, or during your daily routine, making it the perfect solution for busy professionals, students, or anyone with a tight schedule and a thirst for knowledge. So if you don't have much time for reading full books like Atomic Habits or 5am Club, but still want to learn the key ideas from it, give Headway App a try. More than 5 million people already use the Headway app on a daily basis, and now our listeners can get 33% off a three-month premium subscription. Redeem the code at bit.ly slash headway podcast by proxy. That's bit.ly slash headway podcast by proxy. Hi, friends. I'm Katie. And I'm Olivia. And we are Podcast by Proxy, Canadian True Crime. Welcome. Thursday. I was gonna say we have evening brain so we might be a little weird. Evening brain but man I think I told everyone a couple weeks ago I was taking a hot five from social media and wow it's given me some time to get things done. I am happy for you. Yeah just live laugh love. No I just wanted to mention because last episode I talked about Cole Hosack, who's missing in Dawson Creek right now. Um, And Cole, as far as I know, is very much still missing. I have not seen any updates um, that he has been found. A day ago, um, police were asking residents to, like, check their properties and things like that. But I posted the missing poster on our Instagram story and then... I had also been sent to others, also from Dawson Creek. Yeah, so that's that. three people missing from the same very small town, and two of them in like a very short amount of time from the same place. Mm-hmm. So they're very close proximity, from what I can tell. All three of them in general, but yeah, two are same location. Yeah. So Cole, as we said, was last seen at the Lone Star Nightlife, which I believe is like a nightclub in. Dawson it's Creek a small or town nightclub. something it's like a bar, that. Probably. A bar, yeah. yeah. Renee Rose Didier, um, age 40, height 5 foot 10, weight 120 pounds. She's an indigenous woman. She was also last seen leaving Lone Star Nightlife in Dawson Creek on Saturday, December 2nd, 2023. So like less than a month before Cole. Um, so... If and like again, if anyone knows anything about her disappearance, you are urged to call the Dawson Creek RCMP. Uh, this one is file number twenty three dash eight seven four three, or you can of course always contact Crime Stoppers anonymously. Um, and Daryllyn Supernant, who seems to be the cousin of Renee Rose, because she also has Supernant in her missing poster. Um, and from what okay. I can see on the Facebook post that was sent to us they are cousins 
Um, so she's also an indigenous female, age 29. She weighs 119 pounds. She's five foot four. And she was last seen in Dawson Creek on March 15th, 2023. Um, so if you have any information about any of these cases, the contact number for Dawson Creek RCMP is 250-784-3700. And Crime Stoppers Anonymous is 1-800-222-4877. I just thought that was so crazy that there's three people missing from the same small town. Two are related. The other two went missing from the same place. Like, there are too many coincidences happening for me. Yeah, that's weird. So, if you live in Dawson Creek, like, please be safe if you're going out at night. Not that I don't know that any of these are connected by any means, but um, it's just kind of weird. So, please stay safe, friends. It is weird. It is. It's, it's just too unusual to overlook. So we can be vigilant. That's all, I guess. Yeah. Um, another thing I was going to say. Oh, I noticed we did three Ontario cases in a row. That was not planned. Oops. Oops. Oh, no, it's fine. I just, when I was going through our posts, because I've been, if anybody's noticed, trying to catch up on our social media, which I'm slowly working my way through. Um, I am. I've noticed. Yeah, everybody else that follows us is like, whoa, where's she been for months? Now she's dropping in our feed every day. Um, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that we had been on Ontario for a few weeks, so we're coming all the way back to BC today. All the way back. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you have anything to share before we get into the episode today, Miss Katie? No, we're under snow. Oh, my gosh. I got way too confident. I got my car stuck twice. Did you really? Yeah, and I never get my car stuck. So the big difference between Katie and I is Katie is, I feel like you're confident driving in the snow. Like, when it snows, you're like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, I I guess my tires weren't as good as I thought. But if I think if I had the th- the tools to do it, yeah, I'll go. And I don't leave the house. <laughs> And the thing is, like, I can drive in the snow just fine. I'm not really, like, scared of it or anything. I just, as soon as it starts to snow, immediately I'm, like, excuse to do nothing. Hermit. Um, And I, yeah, I hermit and I don't leave. So today I did go to the gym, but I made Brandon drive me. I was his little passenger princess. Um, But that's that's the only place I've gone since it snowed. So, yeah, Vancouver Island, Vancouver, Lower Mainland, we... We're not used to getting snow, and we're covered in it right now. And, like, personally, I'm done with Winter Wonderland. It's been two days, and I'm over it. And for everyone out there that doesn't live in BC, those funny videos you see of BC drivers where they just, like, get out of their car while it's sliding very slowly and, like, all these weird things, that's not the island. That's that's Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, fair. But I feel like the island is the same in that, like, as soon as we get a snow alert – everybody's rushing to the grocery store to stock up like it's going to be the apocalypse and we're just not equipped for it you know we're not equipped well i just think that our weather here we're notorious for our weather changing every five minutes so i think we just have a hard time really believing that it's gonna snow so we don't make the time to prepare properly and then we get snow and we're like oh poop oh no what are we gonna do yeah and then everybody hasn't prepared and they still have to go out. So they go out 
ill-prepared for the slippery conditions, and they get stuck, like me. I will say, too, the snow here, because people make fun of us, but it's way different than, like, the prairie snow. Like, it's very wet. Yeah, it's it's not like the dry snow that blows across the highway that you see. No. It's very wet. It's very slushy, very slippery. Mm Mm-hmm. No traction. Not the vibe. Turns into ice really fast. Though, I, yeah, it does. And we get a lot of black ice because of it. Yeah. I will say, though, the only reason that I was like, ooh, yay, it snowed, was because I bought new snow, like, cute winter boots last year on clearance in, like, the spring. They were Love so... That. They were so cheap. And I'm the kind of person, like, I'm an island girl through and through to the point that, like, I've never really had proper snow gear. I just, like, suffer through it when it happens with my regular clothes and boots. Same. And so I was so excited to finally have snow boots. And I've had them for literally a year and have not been able to use them. So I was like, oh, yeah, I got to use my new boots. How are they? Amazing. My feet were warm. They were dry. Yeah, I always thought it was overkill to buy boots. And then when we were traveling back to Alberta and we knew it was going to be like minus 30 with the wind chill, I was like, "Mm, time for some boots. Mm -hmm. And the snow was really deep. So I just wanted to make sure on our road trip, if I had to get out and do anything around the vehicle too, that I was well prepared. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I found these boots like on like this crazy cheap deal. And they're like thin slate brand and they're great. And now I'm so happy to have them here when it snows. I know, right? You're like, my feet are warm. It's worth it now. Yeah. They're dry. What is this? 100%. Anyways, we are the walking, talking stereotype of Vancouver Island people when it snows right now. Yeah, like we could have been in flip-flops a week ago, but now we're in full snow gear. It's just the way it goes. Uh, Well, before we get into today's episode, uh, if you don't already, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Podcast by Proxy. Please, if you have not already, or if you haven't in a couple months, um, you can leave us a five-star rating and review on Spotify or Apple. Apple will let you do a review, a new review. I think it's like every 90 days or something. I don't know the actual number of days, but you can leave a new one every so often and it will update like as a new review. Um, so that's very helpful for us. And if you have a case suggestion, this week's episode is a case suggestion. You can email us at podcast by proxy, or you can use the case suggestion form on our Instagram, which we are actually checking now because we know people <laughs> use it. Um, well, it wasn't really working for the longest time. It like, wasn't. It just wasn't. And then suddenly, I guess it started working. Yeah. So. And we never knew. If you try, 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 and try again, eventually something will stick. Um, Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> um, but what are you telling hard. me today? Sorry? What are you telling me today? Uh, so this episode is, was suggested by, suggested, suggested a by a listener named Alex, um, and she she emailed us to let us know that it's coming up on the three-year anniversary of her friend going missing. So Alex or Alexandra, whatever you prefer, thank you for suggesting this case. So we're talking about Shailene Bell today, and we're going to go over Shailene's case. You may be familiar with it. Um, And then we're actually going to talk about the work that her mother has been doing to try to get missing adults included in the alert ready program that we have um 
So yeah, yeah, I'll just get right into it. I think everybody needs help if they're missing, so shouldn't discriminate. Yeah, and it was actually really interesting going over the, because of course we know the Amber Alert criteria for children, but I had never really looked that far into it for what well, is you required think an adult for anyone else. Communicate these things more, whereas you think a child is going to need more assistance being located, but adults need just as much help when they're caught off guard or taken by someone or maybe in a vulnerable position. Yeah, yeah. So we will talk about it, but let's just get right into it. Shailene Bell was last seen at 8.30 p.m. on January 30th, 2021, when she left her Chilliwack apartment. Two days later, her car was found on Ballam Road near the Fraser River. Shailene's body was found on Wednesday, June 2nd, 2021, in the Fraser River near Coquitlam, B.C., since Shailene was found in June of 2021, her mother, Alina Durham, has been working to have the criteria of the Broadcast Intrusive Alert System, also known as Alert Ready, amended to include adults who go missing under suspicious circumstances, are vulnerable, and those who are at imminent danger or death. At risk, sorry, of imminent danger or death. Oh yeah, sorry, I totally stole your thunder with my last line. Oh, that's or what okay. I was saying. No, you're totally bang on though. Uh, uh, uh. Shailene Keeler Bell, who also went by the name Shay Durham on social media, was 23 years old when she went missing in January 2021. Shailene was the mother of two young boys, Grayson, who was three years old, and Sawyer, who was two. She grew up in Chilliwack, BC, and lived there most of her life. She was a cheerleader in high school. Shailene's parents divorced when she was young, so she grew up mainly with her mom and her stepdad and her sister Stephanie, who lives in Alberta now. Um, she said that they were very close and that Shailene used to ask her to, like, join her for visitations with their dad so that they could have sleepovers. Oh. That's so funny because I was going to say I love the name Shailene. But then also when you said her kids' names, I was like, oh, my God, she just had such great taste. Like, her parents and her had such great taste in kids' names. Yeah, Grayson and Sawyer. So cute. Yeah, so mm -hmm. cute. Stephanie said that as a child, Shailene was funny and happy. Uh, she was also stubborn, but she was very bubbly. What kid isn't a little stubborn? A little stubborn. Um, so, Shailene... At the time of her disappearance was a member of the Southside Church and she had left a testimony on their YouTube page. And so this is where a little bit of this information came from. Okay. It appears that in middle school, Shailene dealt with a lot of bullying as well as sexual assault. In her okay. own words, she walked into high school feeling broken and doubting her self-worth. In this testimony, which you can find on YouTube, Shailene said she felt at the time that the only way to fix how she was feeling was to find someone to love her. She says she continued to find herself in toxic relationships, and three years after graduation, she found herself a single mom of two baby boys and had been in and out of transition homes. Yeah, when unfortunately, we hear this where people will find someone who is isolated or down on their luck mm -hmm. or maybe not the most confident and love bomb love bomb yeah like just totally schmooze them mm -hmm. tell them everything they want to hear even if it's not going to be true long term so yeah it's sad that she was just treated this way 
When her youngest son was a baby, she noticed that he had a cough and this actually ended up landing them in the hospital with Sawyer on breathing support with uh, RSV, which is like a deadly respiratory type respiratory infection um, to babies. And specifically Sawyer was preterm. So this was like very, very dangerous for him. Very, yeah. They ended up being in and out of the children's hospital with Sawyer having gastrointestinal and breathing issues for most of his early life. Um, And this is actually around the same time that she found and joined the Southside Church, which she was a very proud and happy member of. That's so scary, too, because a lot of times babies have a cough when it's something to do with their heart as well. Mm -hmm. So it's just like I couldn't imagine even just like wondering what it is. And being a parent, that must be so scary. Yeah. And she was, I think, feeling very much alone at this time. And so, you know, finding a church and finding a community was a huge help for her. <laughs> Shailene did struggle with some mental health and anxiety issues, which was something she was fairly open about, though. Her sister Stephanie said that she wasn't super open with her about it and liked to try and be, mm-hmm. like, as independent as possible, like, act like she could do it all on her own. So... It sounded like she was very open about the fact that she struggled with mental health and anxiety, but maybe not as open to ask people like super close to her for help. That's fair. I think it can be hard to ask for help no matter what, especially when people have taken care of you all your life. I can only imagine at some point you want them to stop taking care of you. Yeah, totally. So... Uh, Shailene's sons did not have the same father. The father of her oldest child had visitation every Sunday for three hours. And from what we know, he did apply for 50-50 custody of Grayson in August of 2020. The father of Sawyer did not have a relationship with him or Shailene. And what, from what I could find out, I actually listened to an episode of True North True Crime from when Shailene was still considered missing and it seemed like um, this father had had interactions with the criminal justice system so was maybe not the best character didn't have a relationship with his son didn't have a relationship with Shailene at all okay on January 30th 2021 Shailene left her home which was an apartment in the 9300 block of Edward Street in Chilliwack BC and left her two sons at home with a friend so the media like most news articles I can find list this person as a friend but the episode that I listened to of True North True Crime labeled Mm -hmm. this person as her boyfriend who she had been dating since August of 2020 Okay, so potentially someone who's known her and her children over a year. She's running out for a bit and says, can you sit with the kids? Yeah, like six months, because August of 2020 to January 2021. Oh, yeah, sorry. But yeah, like... January, but yeah, yeah. Fairly new relationship, but it seems like they maybe didn't live together, but he stayed there quite often. He was close with her kids, things like that. And, like, the relationship sounded like it was going well. No red flags there. Um, But either way, this person tells her family that Shailene was just going out for a drive that night and never returned. Um, So the boyfriend falls asleep watching TV and didn't even notice that Shailene didn't come back until the morning, like when he woke up. Fair. He calls her mom, Alina, to see if she had seen her, and she had not. 
Shailene was then reported missing to the RCMP on January 31st, so the next day, by her mother, and Alina said that while Shailene would sometimes go for drives so that she could think, for her to just vanish was completely out of character. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's so interesting that, like, we hear these certain cases where they're like, this person just would not do this, and people are so adamant, and it's like, trust those people. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing was that she was such a huge advocate for her son Sawyer and his health issues that they were like, there's no way that she would just abandon her kids and not come back. Absolutely not. Well, it's a progress, right? She's like partway through that with him and his Mm -hmm. health and getting him probably to like the most healthy, stable place he can be. So yeah, I agree. I don't think a mom would bail on that. Yeah. Searches are started for Shailene, and on February 1st, 2021, just two days after she left her apartment, her 2021, so brand new, gray Hyundai Tucson is found in the 47,000 block of Ballam Road in Chilliwack near the Fraser River near McSween Road. Her family confirmed that this vehicle did belong to her and was a new car, and it was found at the entrance to what is known as the Pegleg Bar, which is a fishing spot along the Fraser River. <laughs> when I first heard that, I was like, oh, it's an entrance to a bar. Little googly Google. No, 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 no. Like a bar, like a fishing spot, not... not like a, a sand bar? Correct. Not like a drinking bar. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's my kind of bar. Yeah. And I was like, Katie's going to laugh at me for that one. Because I was like, oh, where's this bar? Where's the parking lot? No, 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 And the pin drops, like, in the water. (laughs) (laughs) A quick search of Google Maps indicates that this location is about 6.6 kilometers or an approximately 12-minute drive from the home where she was last seen. Okay. When her car was found, her cell phone and, like, some of her other personal belongings were still inside the car, but her keys were not found weird so that's almost like as if she stopped to just like get out to do something and locked her car for a second possibly yeah so this area where her car was found has the fraser river which is quite vast on one side and farmland on the other side and while this seems like quite a remote location there are like a lot of houses and farms and stuff in the area Shailene had only bought this vehicle two days prior to her disappearance on January the 28th, 2021. Um, She traded the vehicle in at a dealership and used like some bonus money that she had received from her new job at a company called Primerica and got this brand new Hyundai Tucson. Good for her. Right? Yeah. So like you can imagine she would be excited to have a new car. Um... Maybe yeah, offered just... to drive people she wouldn't normally drive. I don't know. The other thing for me with this is that you buy a brand new car two days before. That's like, I don't know, kind of future planning. Agreed. You don't take on a debt. It's not like she bought it outright, though, right? Like, she still probably has something owing on it. Sure, but I just feel like you don't buy a new car and then, like, voluntarily disappear. I don't know. No, but I could see someone buying a car outright knowing it's going to be handed down to, like, their child or someone who needs it. But in her circumstance, that car still has to probably go back or something be paid out. Like, it's Mm -hmm. no benefit to her to have left it behind. Totally. In my opinion. And, again, I don't know what her inner workings of her life are, but that just doesn't really 
makes sense to me. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, so this day, the 28th, the day she bought her car, was also the last day she spoke to her sister, Stephanie. It appears that her two sons had recently established, like, a really good bedtime routine. And so this boyfriend um, told Shailene on the night of the 30th, like, you go for a drive in your new car and I'll stay home and put the kids to bed so that their bedtime routine didn't get whack. And then, like I said, he falls asleep on the couch until the morning. Um, The road that the car was found on was a gravel road and a dead end at the river, which could kind of seem like a weird place to drive your brand new car, but her mom, Alina, confirmed that this is a place that Shailene was known to go for drives, like, to think and stuff like that in the past. Yeah, it doesn't sound that weird to me. Because I... And you both live in small towns where when you go for a drive, sometimes you just have somewhere that you used to, like, park and talk to your friends or make Mm -hmm. out with a boyfriend when you were younger. And it's just, like, a comfort place to go sit now. Yeah, or just a place that you like to go sit and watch the water or whatever. And like, Or you just know you'll be alone. It's quiet. (laughs) And, like, also a Hyundai Tucson is an SUV. So it's not like she was bringing some tiny little car that's brand new down a gravel road. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, I don't know, it doesn't seem that weird. But it's just something that had been pointed out. So I figured I'd bring it up. It does seem a little weird because I I agree. I don't know if I would risk my paint on my brand new car. But, yeah. It is rumored that the car was parked facing the water, but this is not confirmed in any official sources. It was also reported on missing posters that on the night Shailene disappeared, she was wearing a long white coat, jeans, and brown and black leather style ankle boots. Um, So not necessarily attire for going for like a walk in the dark or on a gravel road or on like the banks of a river kind of what you said like maybe she just like got out to do something quickly yeah like it almost makes it sound like and again i'm only saying this because of like i can picture this Mm -hmm. it's like more than once my friend and i have driven to the same spot and then gotten out of our cars and stood and talked right so i would have my keys in my hand potentially but my everything else would be in the car yeah So, like, that to me is just where I kind of feel like maybe she got out of her car and had her guard down. Yeah, potentially. I don't know. Shailene's mother, Alina, said she last spoke to her daughter the day she disappeared. Shailene had gone to visit her mom sometime early in the day before going back to the dealership to sign some paperwork for her new car. Um, So she was seen at the dealership that day. Alina said Shailene was not in a good place at the time she went missing. Um, She said when she last saw her that it felt like Shailene was not herself. Um, It is noted in news articles that Shailene was on medication. And again, she would sometimes go out to the area where her vehicle was found so that she could think. Um, It appears that this was just like a basic anti-anxiety medication. And again, her mother said for her to vanish was completely out of character for her, even if she was going through a hard time. Understandable. I myself am medicated for my anxiety, but it it doesn't, it actually makes my my moods more balanced as opposed to spiking them for me to do something irrational. So I wish that stigma would be corrected a little bit because- Yeah, people think you go on these meds and they make you go crazy the opposite direction, but they don't. They just kind of bring you back to neutral. 
Yeah, and like sometimes it takes a while to find the right combination of meds, but yep. I just think that, yeah, the stigma around anti-anxiety medication should leave Get the boots. right now. Yeah. Uh, Alina was quoted saying, she's beautiful inside and out. She's caring. She's loving. A devoted, devoted mother. This is extremely out of character for her to leave her two children for such a long period of time. Yeah, especially a child with health issues, like you said. Mm -hmm. Three days after Shailene went missing, the Upper Fraser Valley RCMP put out a statement to the public for help finding Shailene, saying, quote, Police and family are concerned for Shailene's well-being. Shailene was described as having bleach blonde hair, brown eyes, standing at 5'2", and weighing 95 pounds. So she was so tiny. Oh my goodness, she's so petite. I know, she's so petite. I was just like, ah. Which again, I just feel like... increases the risk of someone being a little bit more vulnerable and i'm not saying she's not strong and can't defend herself but she's petite Mm -hmm. (coughs) alina was devastated by her daughter's disappearance and was quoted telling news outlets that she would never ever abandon her boys alina reiterated that shailene was an advocate for her son sawyer's medical issues and that both her children were the center of her world As soon as Shailene was reported missing, her family, friends, and the general public began searching places like the edge of the Fraser River and neighboring farmer fields along Ballam Road and in other areas. It's so vast. We drove through there. and It is. The farms are just so vast. And when it's cold and the rivers are high and stuff is melting, it's moving so quickly. Mm -hmm. It's so intimidating. And again, the Fraser River is, like, not a little river. It's huge. Not at all. No. Helicopters were brought in to search the area, and divers began searching the river. An RCMP dive team spent an entire day searching the river near where her vehicle was found. Volunteers also went out showing photos of Shailene and asking everyone in the area to check their cameras to see if, like, maybe they saw something that they didn't even realize they saw. Well, think about, like, Mara Murray, right? Like, she just walked off from her car, potentially. So, yeah, what if she had some type of mental break or something happened? And, yeah, maybe she's seen on a camera and they can at least get what direction she went in or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Sorry, can you see this flame? My candle just, like... The first thing that I always think about whenever, like, check your cameras is brought up, for whatever reason, is... Chris Watts and Shannon Watts case and how the neighbor like has this footage of him backing his truck up into the garage, which like completely negates everything that Chris had said happened the night before. And it's just like security cameras work people. Well, and he had the wherewithal to a be brave enough to say something and B to connect the dots being like, Oh Mm -hmm. weird. My neighbor doesn't back his truck in. His truck's never in the carport. What is he doing? Mm-hmm. Right? So like, anyway, yeah. Kudos to him. Everybody needs a neighbor like that that's willing to stand up for the right thing. Check your cameras. Uh, thousands of missing person posters were also posted across the Fraser Valley, but still there was no sign of Shailene. On February 27, 2021, a small group of her family and friends gathered inside the garage at Alina's house for a candlelight vigil for Shailene, who at that point had now been missing for four weeks. 
At the vigil, Alina said, quote, This is a candle and prayer vigil to bring Shay home and to bring awareness to the public that she is still missing. Please do not give up hope. Around the same time, a local realtor stepped up and offered a $10,000 reward for information leading to the safe return of Shailene. I know it's a tax deduction for them, but I know a lot of realtors that make some rather sizable donations to different and various things. And, like, kudos to them. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's a tax write-off. You make those donations. You help where you can. Like, in these kind of cases, it's not like... I don't know. These these kind of cases really need it. And the average person can't do that. So, good for you. I'm not going to judge you because it's a tax write-off. Like, I believe that this exactly. was genuine. You know what I mean? And, I mean, we offer rewards to make it viable and reasonable and... Mm-hmm. make people want to commit or to come in and give their tips that they have so why are we against giving people a tax break if they're donating to something that's helping solve them anyway yeah and a lot of the time it. people are scared to come forward with information and those rewards make it more enticing to potentially feel like you're putting yourself in danger if you you know know something and feel that there could be retaliation or whatever so like the rewards do work and all this stuff takes money, and that's usually what we run out of. So mm-hmm. if these big companies want to foot some bills, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Now, Shailene's disappearance came only a couple weeks after the disappearance of Trina Hunt, who went missing on January 18th of the same year in Port Moody. It's today. That is today, the day that we're recording. Um, we actually Bloody covered birthday. Trina's case back in May of 2021, and while Trina was found, her killer has still not been, and that case is very much still considered unsolved, though. I think we all know who to scoff. Yeah. Is it a mystery? No. Do they just not have enough evidence? Yes. Thank you. A number of women, though, the, the whole point of that was that the, a number of women had been reported missing, like, during this similar time on the Lower Mainland. And so the RCMP actually put out a statement stating that they did not believe that Shailene's case was connected to any other missing persons cases. They didn't find any link between any of them. And so they just I think there was a lot of rumblings at that time that potentially they were all linked. And they were like, no, 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 they're not. Like, yes, we have reason to believe some are, but this one isn't. applicable yeah pretty much and you have to believe that there's markers and traits that we have to trust police that when they say they're not connected they have properly excluded it i do believe they yeah they do i agree a gofundme was set up to assist in the search for shailene which was said to cover the cost of posters keeping search volunteers fed and hydrated um, and helping to take care of her two children the fundraiser was organized by Shailene's cousin Melanie, and friends also started a fundraiser selling cupcakes to support her family, which is I so wholesome. I love a good bake sale. So wholesome. Well, it's simple and it works. Yes. Nothing intimidating about a bake sale. There's nothing intimidating about a cupcake. In fact, it makes I, could, a conversation I could go for starter. one right now. Same. Always. The GoFundMe for Shailene's family received an additional $5,700 in honor of Trina Hunt, who uh, was found deceased in Hope on March 29th, 2021. Trina's mother, Annalena, had actually connected, and Alina says that she will be forever thankful for the support that she received from Trina's family. 
In total, the GoFundMe page set up for Shailene's boys raised more than $14,000. Wow. Really That's incredible. Amazing. And again, it's just mm-hmm. a drop in a bucket raising two boys, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But whatever happens with the boys, wherever they end up, you know, it's the start of a college fund or yeah. it's something. And that's incredible. Absolutely. On March 27th, 2021, so this is two months after Shailene went missing, a banner is installed on a billboard along Highway 1 in Abbotsford, eastbound, just uh, west of Bradner Road, which indicated that she was very much still missing. Alina actually stood and waved to drivers who passed by and honked in support. Um, She was visibly heartbroken that her daughter was missing, and she said that the 16 by 4 foot banner was hung for awareness for Shailene in the hopes that somebody would speak and knows something. A second banner along Highway 1 was also put up near Lickman Road, um, eastbound as well. The thing is, somebody always knows something. That's just the reality of it. So it's just getting the right person's eyes at the right moment. Mm Mm-hmm. And maybe that tip that's needed or whatever will come in that will be able to solve these crimes. Yeah. New posters were also put up adding the words still missing to let people know that Shailene had not yet been found. The community continued to conduct ground and water searches along the Fraser River and in the area of Ballam Road where her vehicle had been found. More than four months after Shailene was first reported missing, her body was found in the Fraser River near Coquitlam. Port Authority workers found her in the Fraser River between the Petulo and Portman bridges, um, and police confirmed that her body had indeed been found on June 3rd, 2021, after they were notified of the discovery of a woman's body in the river. That's such a high traffic, high commuter area too, those Mm -hmm. bridges. In a press release, the Chilliwack RCMP indicated that there was no evidence to support criminal involvement or foul play in Shailene's death, but that the BC Coroner Service would be conducting its own fact-finding investigation to determine how, where, when, and by what means her death occurred. Thank you. I don't think she just got out of her car and fell in the river. Well, you're going to be real upset in a minute then. Shailene's death was ultimately classified as undetermined by the BC Coroner's Service. Alina actually released the report to the uh, Chilliwack Progress, which is like a news outlet, in November of 2022. And the report states, quote, An autopsy revealed the cause of death was drowning. Additionally, there was no evidence of traumatic injury, Toxicological testing, toxicological, sorry, testing revealed the presence of her prescription medications. The immediate cause of death was listed as asphyxia due to or as a consequence of drowning, and the coroner's report placed the manner of death uh, as undetermined. So I'm going to just... I know that you know this, but for anybody who is wondering, like, what the difference is, what does this mean... Please explain. Coroner's reports place manner of death into one of five classifications, accidental, homicide, natural, suicide, or undetermined. Shailene's death was listed as undetermined. 
So manner of death and cause of death are different. The cause of death is the specific like injury or disease that leads to the death. And the manner of death is the determination of how that injury or disease led to the death. So yeah, in this... it's like how on some files you'll see homicide via gunshot wound. Correct. Homicide is its category. Gunshot wound is the manner. Correct. Yeah. It's the make and model of a murder. Well, yeah. Yeah. Cause of death in that case would be the gunshot wound and manner of death would be homicide. Because you could die of suicide from a gunshot wound, things like that. But yes, she is correct. (laughs) Cause of death is considered a medical opinion and manner of death is a legal determination. And so in this case, the BC Coroner Service could not determine the manner in which Shailene ended up in the river and drowned. They could only conclude that she died as a result of drowning. Okay. So, that's so they fine. are saying, like, okay, you, she ended up in the water and she drowned. We know that much. How she got in the water, we don't know. Correct. Okay. Which, I mean, I have to respect that they say they don't know. And at least leaving it undetermined, for anyone out there who's wondering, leaves it open for a reassessment, another investigation, for it to yeah. be reviewed, because it leaves that door open, kind of. Sure, yeah. The report goes on to state, quote, investigation did not reveal how or when Shailene Bell entered the water. Her family reported she was a competent swimmer. She attended Chilliwack General Hospital on the evening of January 29th, 2021, and staff arranged an outpatient mental health appointment as she requested help with stress, end quote. Okay, so she was, like, seeking out mental health help. She was planning for the future like with her car like and so alina her mother was very unhappy with how this report was worded because i think it sort of implies that she could have died as a result of the mental health and the medications that she was taking when there's literally no proof and you're saying that the manner is undetermined Um, And so she really felt that the system was, like, failing Shailene by making these accusations. Which I I don't disagree with. I think we constantly hear about our system failing people. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. I think our system wins for a lot of people, too. But, oh. Mm -hmm. Because, like you mentioned, I mean, she had recently, only two days prior, bought a new car. Um... There was no will set up for her children. Like, she was... I don't think she would ever do that, knowing that her child needs extra care. Yeah, and it is entirely possible that she decided to, like, get out of her car and go for a walk. And maybe she did have an accident and fall down the banks. Um, And like Katie mentioned, that time of the year, the water is quite... quick. It's quick. And so, good swimmer or not, like, it could have just swept her away. I think... Yeah, the corners were sucked under very quickly in our rivers here, too. Yeah. And people take that for granted when they come here. And I'm not saying she was visiting, but I'm just saying, like, people don't realize just how scary the water is here. Yeah, I think, yeah, there was just a lot of upset from her friends and family that the report indicated that, like, her mental health and her medication had something to do with her death when they weren't able to prove it. Yeah, it's like... 
how we say don't tell us there's no threat to the community when you don't actually know yet. Don't tell us something if you're not sure of it yet when it comes to criminal investigations because it runs rampant. Yeah, it's just a huge assumption to say it was mental health related when you don't have the evidence to back it up. She had family. She had a community. She had a new relationship that appeared to be going well. Like, like you said, just because she's reaching out for mental health support, that actually shows that she, you know, she wants help. Yeah, and, and so... I don't think that any of the things she's doing indicate, like, I think they indicate a struggle that mm-hmm. she's getting under control or she's managing and she's getting ahead of. Yeah. I don't think we hear of anyone around her saying, like, she was just drowning in life. Mm-hmm. Like, it was too much. Yeah. So Shailene's family and friends still have a lot of unanswered questions about her death, and that's what our listener wrote in as well. Like, there's just so, still so many question marks. Um, but the big reason that I wanted to cover this case, not only to tell Shailene's story, is that since her daughter was found in June of 2021, Alina Durham, so Shailene's mother, has been working hard to have the criteria of the Broadcast Intrusive Alert System, also we know it as Alert Ready, amended to include adults who go missing under suspicious circumstances, are vulnerable, and those who are, are at risk of imminent danger or death. Alina made a public plea in 2022 to get an adult alert in place, uh, which came the same week that 43-year-old Tammy White went missing in Chilliwack as well. Which we talked about, didn't we? I don't think we've covered Tammy White, no. Oh, no, we... I remember we covered two other missing women locally at the time, and... Yeah. I think we had talked about her, but we didn't actually cover it. Yeah, so just a brief synopsis of Tammy's case. Tammy White was reported missing on October 3rd, 2022, after her family became concerned for her well-being. Uh, Police reported Tammy's vehicle was located on Old Orchard Road near the Fraser River. Groundwater and aerial searches of the area were conducted, and investigators continued to search for Tammy and asked the public to remain watchful of her. Her body was found in the Fraser River near Mission on Thanksgiving Sunday, October 9th, 2022, and RCMP determined in this case as well that no criminality was involved in her death. Hmm. So, So alert... Extra tragic that it happened at a holiday. I know. Alert Ready, for those of you that don't know, is the Canada-wide system that allows government officials in each province and territory, as well as Environment and Climate Change Canada, to in uh, to issue sorry broadcast intrusive public alerts over radio, television, and compatible cell phones. Um, so these are those alerts that like scare you when your phone is like, you know, when you're in the grocery store and you think you all get texted by the same person. It's because you did. It's the government. Yeah, it's the alert ready system. We've all had one of them. Um, and currently an Amber Alert is the only type of missing person event that is approved for use in the alert ready program. Alina says yeah, she recalled. Yes. Yeah, Alina says she recalls how overwhelming it was during the shock and trauma of Shailene being missing to have to put up posters, banners, and do media interviews. Um, And we've talked about this recently a few times on the show, just that, like, how hard it is on families and how ridiculous it it is that families, while they're grieving and going through this process, are the ones that really have to push a case to the forefront. Um, They're doing, like, the grind work for it. Of course. And that's got to be 
it's just so much more traumatizing if they are the ones also to discover anything. I just think it's so inappropriate but also necessary because there isn't the bandwidth for these cases to all be covered the way they deserve. Yeah, and I think that her point is that the impact that including missing adults in this alert-ready system would have would dramatically reduce the stress of families of the missing adult having to do that legwork at the beginning themselves. Yeah, I think we can all agree with that as true crime fans. Yeah. So Alina is urging people to write to Canada's Governor General asking for a bill to be passed to help create Shailene's missing adult alert in honor of Shailene. This change is actually currently tabled in the Provincial Legislative Assembly and it's said to be voted on in the next coming months. A motion to enact the change was brought forward at the federal level in the House of Commons by Chilliwack Hope Member of Parliament Mark Strahl. He introduced the private member's motion in the House of Commons to create a missing person alert for adults on behalf of Alina. Alina said the adult alert would be a win-win as law enforcement can always use more eyes and ears and the public's help when looking for missing people. Plus, of course, we know the infrastructure for the National Public Alert System is already in place and could just be expanded to add more alerts. Like, the technology is already there. It's simply an adjustment to it, yeah. Yeah. It's not building a new program. Yeah. For 18 months, Alina called, emailed, and met with countless officials to try and get answers. She says that she has met with the PM, Justin Trudeau, the Public Safety Minister, Marco Mendocino, Governor General Mary Simon, uh, RCMP Commissioner Brenda Lucky, and other federal and provincial ministers and several members of police service. She says that nobody she has spoken to is opposed to the alert, but that there's just still been no progress. Um, And she believes that Marco Mendocino, who is our public safety minister, is the person with the authority to get the adult alert put in place. She's probably right, granted the amount of research she's done just seeing what the chain of command is to put through this request and get it approved yeah get it in front of the right people to get the legislation legislature for it now she did say that she was told that having an alert in like this in place could overload the emergency system and ultimately like desensitize people to the seriousness of alerts um but she also says like if the system is getting system then Or, like, if it's getting overloaded, then this problem is worse than what we have imagined. Yeah, then there's a bigger issue, and great, that's identified it. Yeah, because, like she said, like, it would still have specific criteria that would be followed, and so people should not be getting constant alerts on their phone. Um, No. It's the same as how, like, the Amber Alert has very specific criteria that have to be followed for the alert to be issued. It's not just, like, every single child that you know might be considered missing um and so no, because we know that and i don't know the percentage but a good percentage of children that are assumed to be missing um it is a panic response and they're close by or something's mm-hmm. you know they forgot they had a piano lesson after school and stuff like that so yeah. it can't be an overreaction i don't know why they can are concerned that this would be overused or abused like we mm-hmm. already have such a strict vetting system for something that we're doing the exact same way. Yeah. Now, so Mark, 
Mark Straw, the MP who brought this forward as a private member's bill, also added that one issue with the adult alert system could be that, I mean, adults have a right to privacy. Um, and as stated in the BC Provincial Standards for Missing Persons, going missing in and of itself is not a crime. And so it does pose an additional challenge for law enforcement when it comes to issuing a public notification about missing persons. Um, like what if he also added, like, we just announced or found. Yeah, I think there's just a concern that, like, some people might want to go missing and then we're, like, outing them and they technically have a right to privacy because they're over 18. At the yeah. same time, like, don't just, like, up and change your whole dynamic and leave your family. Like, yeah, yeah. And I mean, again, like we just mentioned, even if the age requirement was removed for Amber Alerts or was expanded to include missing adults, the other criteria set out would still need to be met in order yeah. for an expanded Amber Alert system to be effective. So, again, it's not like every single person is going to get an alert set out for them. It's just going to be this very specific criteria. And that's something that, like, the government needs to work out what that best and I looks think like we've kind of emphasized it would mostly i think and in large be used for a maybe more vulnerable demographic predominantly mm -hmm. for adults except in like you said unusual one-offs where they've met criteria to fit the bill still yeah. like i just i can't imagine how many vulnerable adults are so heavily monitored and worried about by their families for being taken advantage of Mm -hmm. And this might give them some peace of mind that, God forbid, something did happen. There's something in place to help them locate them quickly mm -hmm. and take care of the situation. Yeah. Whereas right now, I can't imagine what that feels like to think that if someone close to you and your family who's vulnerable was to be taken advantage of, there's no quick way to get that message out but yep. social media. Yep. Um, and so right now the system is only used for children under the age of 18 and seniors who may be lost due to Alzheimer's or dementia. Um, so, yeah. I think there's more vulnerable demographics that could fit into that and be I agree. benefiting from a rapid system. I agree. Alina wrote up Shailene's missing adult alert bill and created an online petition to bring attention to it. Um, so I will leave the link to the change.org petition in the description for this episode for anybody who wants to support the petition to get this bill passed. Uh, she also wrote in the online petition, quote, to know it will be put out Canada wide via wireless devices, radio and TV is a comfort and reassurance to families of a missing adult. Letters yeah. in support of Shailene's missing adult alert can also be sent to the Governor General of Canada, Mary Simon, at info at gg.ca or by mail to Radio Hall, 1 Sussex Drive, Auto Ontario, K1A0A1. Um, and again, I will put that information in the description for this episode, as well as the link to the change.org petition. But I, I mean, I think that this has been a really good discussion about it, and I really don't see any reason why we're not using this for, like you said, people that are considered vulnerable, people that are considered at risk of danger or of death. Or people um, who, yeah, like have severe health issues that 
don't have medication with them. Like, mm -hmm. there's so many people that could fit into this pending they meet all the criteria. Yeah, and that's exactly it. Like, it wouldn't, it, it's not going to go for every single person, but if you narrow that criteria down and it's used appropriately, I don't see why it would be overused. And like she said, like, if it is going out that much that people are getting desensitized to it, like, we may have a bigger problem on our hands. Yeah, then so. maybe we need to get someone out there to be looking at why are so many people going missing? Yeah. Why are we seeing these numbers spike? Like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. What is the cause? Yeah. So. But that is it. Um, that is Yowza. The, the disappearance of Shailene Bell and the petition or the push to get an adult missing Amber Alert system in place shailene's missing adult alert um so yeah you can find all the info in the description the least and we, can do. we will see you next week as always you can follow us on instagram and facebook at podcast by proxy you can send us a case suggestion at podcast by proxy at gmail.com please if you enjoyed this episode leave us a five-star rating and review on spotify or apple three we both have our thumbs up right now i'm not really sure why but Time for me to eat dinner. <laughs> same. But yeah, we will talk to everybody next week. Bye. Bye. I'll call you soon. Okay. Okay. Bye. 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 How do I stop this shit? I'll stop it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck me.